Welcome to personal development interviews with authors, influencers, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and more. This is podcast host 007RT, cognitive behavioral life coach, practitioner, and behavioral health specialist of Southern California and surrounding areas. Today, we have Katyra here to answer questions from her listeners. How you doing today, Katyra? doing well thanks for having me how are you i'm good and i'm good thank you for asking so yes yes so let's get right into it how do you help authors Yes, I help authors through the publishing process, so offering words of encouragement and also connecting them to professionals that will help them along the way. My particular role is editing the book to make sure it sounds and looks good, and also that it resonates with the target market. So I'm really there as a guide and also someone who helps to enhance your book and make sure the manuscript, again, it sounds good and it looks good and that. I mean, it makes a difference that it matters and what you have to say is uh, captured perfectly and that it, again, resonates with your target market. That makes a lot of sense. So how do you help your community? Yeah, so I volunteer uh, in my community. I am a native of Rochester, New York, and I still live here. Um, I serve on several boards, one of which is the Anova Girls Academy, which is a, an all-girls elementary school, a charter school. It's actually the first and only all-girls Rochester Elementary School. Um, so I'm excited about being on that board. I serve on a few other boards. The other, uh, One of the others is the Reentry Development Center, and they directly work with those who are... Um, are, who were previously incarcerated. So we provide hygiene products, we provide um, counseling, substance abuse counseling, and other services in the community. Um, and there are a few other boards I'm on, but um, in addition, I started a scholarship in 2020, and it's called the Literacy Love Scholarship. And I give out scholarships to high school students in the Rochester, New York area. I mean, I really just wanted to pay it for because I remember being in high school applying for scholarships. Right. So I wanted to, to help other students come up and give them some type of monetary assistance to buy their supplies and their books and materials. So that's another way that I help the community. Fantastic. Now, that that's great. Now, what services do you offer? Yes. So I provide developmental editing, which really looks at like your plot, the big picture. Um, Are there any holes in your story? Are you leaving out important details? Do you have the same information or if you have like the same reveal in two different places? or making sure that your characters have the same traits throughout the book. So like their their eye color doesn't change or the way you spell their name doesn't change. Um, and then for example, also, um, like if you have the re- gender reveal, like in chapter two, making sure you don't have it again in chapter nine. So it really takes a look at, again, making sure that you're using language appropriate for your target market, um, that it's engaging, that you're using language that's exciting, that your readers will be captivated by and it'll keep their attention um i also i have a team so we provide proofreading which is like the last round before it goes to publishing we also do copy editing which is the grammar spelling punctuation um and i also i also have a podcast so i interview other authors and editors and literary professionals um you can visit anchor.fm slash editor knows best if you would like to listen to the podcast um if you're interested to be a guest you can visit my website love number four words.com 
Awesome. Awesome. So, how many books have you published? Yes, I have published nine books. Some of those are anthologies. So, um, for those who may not know, an anthology is a book of several authors in one book. So, um, each person has a story or a poem or a short story or something that they are um, contributing to the book. Um, And then some of the other books are solo um, where I just wrote the, the book myself. So my first book is Professionalism, What's That? And it covers like conflict management, resume writing, code switching, um, and some other things that we need to know um, as we enter the workforce as employees or as we become entrepreneurs. So a lot of people don't, you know, learn what professionalism is. They're not exposed to it. Um, so I just wrote the book to be a resource to help educate and also to um, also refresh for those who maybe haven't worked in a long time or they just want to brush up on their professionalism skills. So that's why I wrote that book. And then my most recent book was a book of poetry called Dear August, Love August. Mm-hmm. And it includes, you know, personal poems about things that I've witnessed or experienced. Right. Like I have a poem about colorism called Mocha Chocolate. Um, and I just talk about, you know, how... Uh, dark-skinned black women and girls, you know, face discrimination and are told that we're not as beautiful or valued. And I just, you know, it's an uplifting poem. Um, I have some other poems in there, um, you know, some about love. And um, I have a poem in there about domestic violence. So it really just captures, again, things that I've either either witnessed or experienced myself. Um, so that's a little bit more about some books that I've published. Awesome. So so what what... what... You know, I mean, all this awesome stuff you got going on. I, I mean, it's really inspirational. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. What motivates you to write? Yeah, what motivates me to write is the, for me, it's therapeutic. It's, well, particularly when it comes to my poetry. So, um, you know, some of the things that I have seen or witnessed or dealt with, um, you know, being teased in school and things like that, like, you know, about my complexion. Um, when I wrote specifically the Mocha Chocolate poem, that was very uplifting for me to be able to talk about myself and other women and girls who, you know, look like me and give, you know, positive affirmations and encourage us to, you know, have confidence and self-esteem, even though the world may tell us we're not as good um, because of our complexion. Um, and, you know, just some of the other, I think I have some poems in there about some some of the racial turmoil, especially here in the United States. So that's an opportunity for me to get that out on paper so that I'm not bottling in my emotions. Yeah. Um, and also just being able to encourage other people. I know I'm not the only one who's faced colorism or racism. So really my poetry or what I journal is an opportunity for me to practice therapy and um, just just a positive space where I can you know, share my feelings and emotions. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, so now what advice can you uh, 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 offer aspiring authors? Yeah, so for the aspiring authors, especially if you're going to be self-published, I would say networking is going to do you wonders. Um, that's how I, you know, put my team together, and that's how I found a lot of people that work with me in my business, but also when I write my books, I was able to connect with publishers and formatters and all the people I would need for my own projects. So don't be afraid of networking. And that looks different. So if you're an introvert, you don't necessarily have to go to a conference. You can do like a podcast interview, which is what we're doing now, where you're only talking to one other person. 
um, you can even only do audio podcasts, so you don't even have to show your face. So there are a lot of different options. There's lots of Facebook groups. Um, there are LinkedIn groups. Um, some people gravitate towards Twitter. There are, you know, there are plenty of professionals on Instagram. Um, so I encourage you to network, you know, virtually in person, attend workshops. Um, if you like, you can send emails and network that way. Some people like to be on the phone, others like Zoom. Um, again, if you don't like either of those, you can send a message on Facebook or an email or, you know, there are many ways to communicate and network. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be in a large group setting. You can network one-on-one if that's what you prefer. That so is that's my number one tip. That is so true because podcast is dominating. I mean, right now, uh, statistically, and you can Google it and look it up, podcast is dominating the, vid- the video at this time. Uh, more people have time to listen than they do right. to uh, watch. You know, sometimes you have to get uh, off work to watch, yeah. but you can uh, listen while you do dishes or while you work or, you know, it's more convenient, less than right. popular. You know, so it it gives a greater demand. So, uh, yeah, introverts are winning right now. So now check it out now. So how does um, your book empower others? Hmm? Yes. So, I mean, I guess for the I'll talk about the professionalism. What's that book? Um, It's really just, um, you know, it empowers you to know what is expected of you, you know, if you're in the workforce, either as an employee or an entrepreneur. So it, it builds your confidence and gives you the knowledge that you need to maneuver through, um, you know, employment or entrepreneurship. And I talk about, you know, what's expected of you, like be punctual, um, the way you should speak, the way you should dress, um, how you should address your coworkers and your supervisor versus if you were talking to your friends. But the more important part, I believe, is the code-switching chapter, which really talks about how some groups of people are expected to adapt or change themselves to fit into the workforce. So if you're African-American and maybe you speak Ebonics at home, you're not you're not supposed to use that at work. But what the code-switching talks about is how sometimes and that can have a negative impact. So, and it know. could be a challenge because most cultures look at the fact that the core definition of intelligence is the ability to adapt to change. And if certain cultures don't have that ability to adapt to change, sometimes they take it in a way and they judge it. And it's okay, Absolutely. but yeah, so I mean that's what the core definition of intelligence is is the ability to adapt to change. So when they pinpoint cultures and people of you know culture that cannot uh, get with that or they find that a challenge then they send some type of red flag but it's okay everybody's learning something right all right so now uh is there any way that your 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 view your, your viewers and listeners can contact you and uh, participate in your services for sure so you can visit my website it's love4words.com. You can sign up for a free consultation right on my website. You can email me if you have any questions. It's Poland, P-O-L-L-A-N-D, at love number four, or excuse me, yes, love number four words.com. Um, you can also message me. I'm on Instagram at Poland LLC. I'm on Twitter, Poland LLC, Facebook, 
uh, Poland LLC. So there's many ways that you can get in touch with me. The easiest way is to visit my website because you can also send me messages there. Fantastic. Well, on that note, we'd like to uh, thank you and we appreciate you for supporting our show and everyone else that's on it. And uh, we just want to thank you for uh, being here. And uh, we uh, have gratitude and respect for you and your business. You're welcome. And thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate your time and your willingness to interview me. And thank you to all the listeners as well. Absolutely. Peace and blessings, everyone. Be well.